This is the Cato Daily Podcast for Thursday, March 21st, 2013. I'm Caleb Brown. Even though it was mostly upheld by the U.S. Supreme Court, President Obama's health care law may be more vulnerable than ever. So says Michael Cannon in his new report, 50 Vetoes, How States Can Stop the Obama Health Care Law. So today is actually the third anniversary of House passage of the Patient Protection and Affordable Care Act, also known as Obamacare. That's when we knew that this was going to become law because House passage was the big hurdle. And three years later, Republicans in Congress are still pushing repeal. You've got Ted Cruz, a freshman senator from Texas, leading the charge in the Senate. Paul Ryan is assuming repeal as part of his big budget blueprint. And Speaker of the House John Boehner has said that there will be additional votes in the House to repeal Obamacare. They've already had, what, 30-some votes already. They haven't succeeded yet. And John Boehner said that there are going to be more. They haven't given up on repeal. I think that's right not to give up on repeal because Obamacare is going to make health care more costly and scarce, not more affordable and, 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 and more accessible. It's, going to make health, it's already making health care more costly. And when it, if it takes full effect in 2014, a lot of people are going to see their premiums go up by triple digits, 100% increases, 200% increases, and that's even after you, you account for the subsidies that the law creates to hide the costs that Obamacare is going to impose on consumers. Obamacare is also causing uh, employers to lay people off, not to hire people, to bust people down from full-time to part-time so that they can avoid the employer mandate. And for all these reasons, Obamacare is harmful. It's also still vulnerable to repeal because if you recall – The Medicare Catastrophic Act of 1988 was repealed because of the sticker shock that seniors saw – experienced when they saw how much they were going to have to pay for the new benefits in the law. And so Congress repealed that act one year later in 1989. The American public is already experiencing sticker shock over Obamacare and it's going to get worse as 2013 drags on and more and more people see how much this law is going to increase their health insurance premiums. It's also vulnerable to repeal because the Obama administration may not be able to get it up and running on time. There's this key part of the law, the health insurance exchanges, that are supposed to be up and running and available to help people purchase the mandatory coverage that they have to purchase online or or uh, uh, on a 15-page form, uh, we, re- we recently learned. But the Obama administration has recently admitted that it's making contingency plans f- for what to do if the exchanges aren't ready on October 1st. Really, though, the biggest reason that Obamacare remains vulnerable to repeal is because the law and the Supreme Court gave states the power to veto major provisions. And when states exercise those vetoes, they totally shift the political dynamics in a way that's going to really force Congress to reopen this law and possibly repeal it. What can states do? It seems a lot a lot of the, the early discussion uh, about the law after it passed is that it's a done deal. Either you do it or the feds are going to do it for you. And after the Supreme Court ruling, everyone said, well, now it's constitutional, so the fight is over. But that's not the case because what the law does is it, requ- it relies on states to implement major provisions. There are two entitlement programs 
the health ins- the subsidies available through the health insurance exchanges and the expansion of the Medicaid program that re- requires state participation. I mean, it, it, it doesn't require states to participate, but it relies on states to implement these, these parts of the law. And if states don't create a health insurance exchange, then those that entitlement spending cannot flow. The statute is very clear, and Congress did this intentionally. It said that those sub- subsidies will only be available in states that create an exchange themselves. If they go with a f- the, the federal fallback option and let the feds create a health insurance exchange, those subsidies cannot flow. And if they don't, then they're not going to be there to hide the cost of Obamacare's insurance regulations, the individual mandate, and so forth. And that's going to lead to even more sticker shock. So even supporters of the law will tell you that without those subsidies, the regulatory scheme that they envision will not work and the law will and Congress will have to revisit the law. Michael Cannon is director of health policy studies at the Cato Institute. You can read more of his work at Cato.org.